I'm Jillian Johnsrud, wife, mom of six, writer, speaker, and coach. Over the last 20 years, I've sought out the ideas, stories, and tools that helped me to become financially independent, to find work that I'm passionate about, and live with more intention. I know these will empower you on your journey. Welcome to Everyday Courage. Hello, hello. We are marching onward in our 10-year time capsule series. You know, and I was thinking about all of the guests that we've had this season, just, you know, incredible stories of how much progress that they've made in 10 years. And one of the things that maybe you've noticed, one of the themes is a lot of people became financially independent in 10 years which is incredible. And by financially independent, I mean, they no longer have to work to earn income in order to pay their bills. They have enough assets, they have enough passive income to where, of course, they can choose to work, but they don't ever have to do that again. And that, honestly, it's a huge accomplishment. And I was thinking about this Because it took me and Adam, it took us 13 years to hit financial independence, which is still really quick when you consider like, I'm counting starting at 19 from the day we got married, we were college students, we had $55,000 of debt, and we never earned these extraordinary salaries. We just had kind of normal jobs. He was in the army, he was enlisted, started it. I don't know, E1, E2. And I had, you know, just this kind of like, you made twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 a year jobs. We lived in DC, which $30,000 a year when you live in DC is not super impressive. But thinking of back when we started, you know, at 19 for me, I never would have imagined ever <laughs> that we would have been financially independent when I was 32. Like that seemed crazy and unrealistic. And if someone said, hey, Jillian, here's the surefire path to hit five in 13 years, I just would have thought they were crazy because I didn't have, I didn't have that much hope. Our original goal was like, maybe we can become financially independent at like 60 and then it was 55 and then it was 50. And so thinking about this series, you know, I hope it would be amazing if you were like, oh my gosh, I'm going to become fi in 10 years. And you're like on fire for that. But if you're like me and your hope doesn't quite take you all the way to the finish line, maybe you have a kernel of hope. Maybe you have like a little nugget of hope, but you don't have the whole mountain yet. I wanted to do this episode for how would we get 50% of the way to FI in 10 years. Maybe that's how much hope and, and courage you have at the moment. What if I just got halfway there? You know, in a lot of the clients I work with, if you can get 50% of the way to FI, honestly, you can get about 80% of the benefits of being financially independent, if not 100%. At 50% FI, if you allow yourself to acknowledge that freedom and that possibility, it gives you the option to move. 
know, I had one client who moved to their dream location this year because they were like, we can now, like they weren't a hundred percent vibe, but they were like, we're further enough along. We've always wanted to live in the Pacific Northwest hashtag because it's awesome. And so they gave themselves permission to make that move. If you have hobbies, you can give yourself permission to spend time and money on those hobbies, or you can find work that you love. You know, if you, if you don't need that full income and that full salary, it gives you so much more flexibility and freedom to do something you love. We're going to have another episode in this season on how in 10 years we can create the four hour work day. Tim Ferriss came out with a book, oh, maybe a decade ago, The Four Hour Work Week, which was really popular. But I think, and maybe, maybe this is my audience, maybe they're biased, but I've talked to hundreds of people one on one in groups about what their ideal day would look like. And almost all of them put down three to five, but the most common being four hours of meaningful work a day. Now there again, there might be some bias because that's what I do. And maybe, (laughs) maybe people in my audience are also drawn to that concept of four hours of meaningful work a day. But I think that there is something to that. So in 10 years, you can give yourself permission to do that. And we'll have another whole episode about how we can create that over the course of 10 years. But how do we get to five, half five, 50% in 10 years? And I want to map out a couple examples and scenarios just to help your mind start thinking about this. So let's imagine... I'm going to use kind of a fictional family, maybe a couple, maybe they have a couple kids, you know, two partners, a couple kids, and their total income is about $80,000 a year. Now to get to full FI, 100% financially independent in 10 years, the math behind that is you have to save about 65 to 70% of your income, which, I mean, it's doable. It's possible for some people But honestly, when you're first starting, can feel really intimidating, really just like, well, it's like dead in the water, you know, like it's just, it's a no-go right from the start. So you might start in this path and eventually get there, just like my phi age changed as we started making progress, you know, my hope and my confidence also compounded and grew exponentially. But let's say we start at 30% savings rate. I understand if that, even that feels a little scary or intimidating, but in the work that I do with clients, we can often go from zero to 30% savings rate in six months. Like it takes some changes. It takes really, depending on your situation, either increasing your income or reducing your expenses. For a lot of people, it's some combination of both, but getting to that 30% savings rate, and let's say you cap out there and you never get any any higher, you never make any more progress, which is unlikely, but for the sake of our small kernel of hope that we're starting with, you get to 30%. That means that you're spending in that 56,000 category and you're saving $24,000 a year. With a 7% return, 
over 10 years, consistently putting that money into the stock market and having it grow, you're going to end up at the end of 10 years with about $350,000, which it's not quite 50% to financial independence, but there's this thing called the rule of 72. And that helps us figure out how long is it going to take depending on your interest rate, your growth rate for your money to double. So if you're looking at a 10% growth rate, your money doubles about every seven years. But if you want to be a little bit more realistic and go with a 7% growth rate, that means it takes about 10 years to double. So let's say you started this at 30. So Coming into 40, you have $350,000 in your investments. You've been able to live on this $56,000. In 10 years, that money is going to be $700,000 when you're 50. But by the time you're 60, you're going to have $1.4 million, which means that at 40, in theory, you don't have to save any more money which means it gives you that flexibility like we were talking about, freedom to move, freedom to invest in hobbies, freedom to travel more, freedom to find work you love because you have more of this this flexibility built in. But let's say you get started and you eventually, you bump that savings rate up to 40%, which I know it can sound really intimidating at first, But trust me on this, it is fairly possible once you get going, once you get in, after you've walked this journey a little bit, you can figure it out. So that means that you're spending about $48,000 and you're saving $32,000 a year. So there again, in 10 years, you're now going to have about $475,000. I find somewhere right around that half million mark, if people kind of embrace that freedom, if people embrace that that opportunity, they can really start to make some cool changes in their life and do some really interesting, you know, meaningful and enjoyable things. But there again, if you started this at 30, at 40, you're almost at half a million. At 50, you're almost at a million. And then at 60, you're at 1.9 million. And that's not saving any additional money. That's just letting compound interest do its beautiful work for you without you having to add or tinker or do any of those other things. Now, I tried to pick numbers that maybe felt realistic, that maybe felt possible, but a lot of other things come into play. So like me and Adam... We don't have any debt. We don't have any personal debt. Our rentals have some debt on them, but we also don't have a mortgage payment. You know, we we were able to pay cash for our house. So even though we have five kids, we have a really big family, we're able to spend about $30,000, maybe $35,000 a year on our expenses and keep it way below kind of those examples that I gave. The other options you'll have is rentals. You know, it's rentals are one of those things. It's really hard to jump in and make a lot of money year one. 
But if you give yourself a 10-year runway, if you give yourself enough time, it's really possible to have one or two rentals that are fairly profitable. And by that, I mean nothing crazy, nothing insane, but maybe they're each making $300 a month. So between those two, you're making $7,000 a year. That adds up and gives you a lot more flexibility to get to this half phi number. Or like we talked about in the beginning, what if in 10 years, uh, you know, in our example, we had a couple, what if you found that four hour job that creates even just $25,000 a year? You know, in our example, our couples were spending 48 to 56,000 with their savings rate. That means in 10 years, Both people have a four hour a day job doing something that they enjoy, something that uses their skill set. They're excited about it. It pays all their bills. They have enough in, in their investments that it'll grow to take care of them in the future. A lot can happen in 10 years. Early 2021, I'm gonna come out with a new class in camp progress. The one hour, no stress, money plan. Because in order to get to phi in 10 years or half phi in 10 years, it really comes down to engaging with your money, having positive experiences, engaging with your money. Your money cannot feel stressful, complicated, overwhelming. It needs to feel pretty easy and simple. And to get to phi in 10 years, there's a couple things financially that you're like financial money habits that you're probably going to need. One of those is knowing what your gap is each month, (laughs) knowing your income, knowing what you're spending and what's that money left over. What is that savings rate? And then really coming up with a plan for that savings rate, whether it's your emergency fund, debt payoff, short-term investing, long-term investing, And most of the clients I work with, it doesn't have to be, you know, they're like, I'm not great with numbers. I'm not great at math. You don't have to be great at math. This is like addition, uh, multiplication, nothing overly complicated, but it just takes about an hour a month. If you can dedicate an hour a month to engaging with your money, figuring out where your money went, what that gap number is, and where it needs to be allocated that month it is actually really possible to be in a very different financial place in 10 years. You might not hit all the way to FI, like all the stories that I've highlighted, but for sure, I think you can hit that half FI. It really, it starts with hope. You know, I talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but just that hope that change is possible, that something different is possible, and then setting that direction, just committing to continue to walk in the right direction, learn as you go, figure it out as you go. It won't, you know, I say it doesn't have to be perfect in order to make progress. You just have to get going. And this is so true in your money. You know, your first investment probably won't be exactly right. You'll sign up for mint and you'll hate it. <laughs> At least I did. Sorry, mint. mint mint lovers. Sorry. 
wasn't my favorite. Uh, you'll try Tiller and it'll feel complicated at first. And one of your banks won't sink and you'll be frustrated for a few weeks. And then two or three months later, you're like, oh, okay, I kind of figured it out. But commit to continuing to walk in that direction because the alternative, and this is, this is hard and I hate to say it, but it's really true that without, without that hope, without that intention, without that direction, there's so many people that in 10 years, the time has gone by, but they're in the exact same spot financially. Nothing has changed. Their income hasn't changed. Their savings rate hasn't changed. Their debt hasn't changed. And they just feel really stuck. But I don't want that to be you guys. <laughs> I want great things. So I hope this is helpful in creating this plan. 30 to 40% savings rate. If you can go higher through increased income, uh, through rentals, through passion, passion projects, through low expenses, whatever you can do, that's great. But maybe just start there. Start with trying to get to that 30%, that 40%. Because I tell you what, in 10 years, you're going to have so much more freedom and opportunities and options if you do. And just remember, you don't have to be perfect to make progress. You just have to be a little bit more courageous every day because adventure awaits. If these ideas are what you needed today, hit subscribe. But if you want to go further, go to choosefy.com slash courage. We've created free resources to walk you through this journey, to take these ideas and to transform them into action and results in your life. Invite a friend, your sister, a partner to join you on this adventure. Get your free resources at choosefy.com slash courage. Let's do this together. Let's get started.